I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Hope your weekend was wonderful. Um, I was thinking about, well, me and my family were thinking about going camping sometime this month. And we were going to this week, but I don't think we are. I think it's supposed to get down in the 30s in Georgia. And I'm like, I don't think so. I do not like cold weather. I have already talked to you guys about this. (laughs) I am like, I am ready for summer to come back. (laughs) But uh, we haven't even started winter yet. And and here I am. All right. So uh, just pray about my complaining. Okay. So I wanted to talk about fasting uh, this week. Um, I know there's verses in the Bible that talk about like, hey, you know, um, don't be like the Pharisees and let people know you're fasting because that's your reward. But I did want to talk about fasting because I do think um, there is a lot of misconceptions maybe about fasting or the importance of it. And I don't think that we probably talk about it enough. Um, I think it's great to talk about what the Bible says, and fasting is in the Bible. Um, and I think that, you know, focusing on salvation, which is the most important, um, but, you know, praying, reading our Bible, and then fasting is just kind of a, like, you know, only super fancy people, <laughs> fancy people fast, you know. If, if you're trying to, you know, gain the sixth sense, um, another spiritual plateau, then you fast. But, you know, for normal people, yeah. And I kind of had that whole mindset, actually, honestly, judge me hard if you want. Uh, just where it was like, I know that I've read so many times in the Bible before about people fasting, especially I'm in uh, Second Kings right now. And Israel is always going astray. And then, you know, when they do decide to repent, then there's fasting. And um, I'll read a couple of verses. So Esther 4, 3, it says, In every province province whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came there was great mourning among the jews and fasting and weeping and wailing and many lay in sackcloth and ashes so sackcloth ashes and fasting and repentance kind of all came together with the old testament um also daniel 9 3 and i set my face into the lord god to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes uh, Joel two twelve. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. And so you read a lot of times in the Old Testament when it came to repentance, uh, fasting was something that they coupled with that, um, with you know turning back to the Lord, with praying, with putting on uh, sackcloth and ashes like that, just kind of grief um, point in their life. And um, you know that's that's cool. I was like, okay, so that's symbolic, you know, for repenting and turning from your ways and, you know, humbling yourself before the Lord. All right, cool. Um, and so our church just did this thing where, like, I guess guess we're still doing this thing. Um, we are sending out some people from our church to be, uh, missionaries next summer. And, uh, in Acts 13, three, it says, and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So we know that Acts is a transitional book and it's a picture of the very first church, right? Jesus um, ascended to heaven and then now you have people who want to follow Christ and they come together and they spread the gospel and all this kind of stuff. And so Acts is, uh, that verse was talking about them sending people out to go spread the gospel and is talking about fasting and praying. And so our pastor was uh, talking about how us as a church was going to take a week of fasting and 
you know, I was like, okay, you know, I guess, I guess I could do that. And, you know, all this time, you guys, <laughs> oh my gosh. So back in high school, um, you know, I don't remember the church I went to back then ever really talking about fasting or I might've just not been in a spiritual point in my life where I heard it anyway. Um, but I remember, uh, Easter one weekend I decided on my own that I wanted to fast from like good Friday into resurrection Sunday, you know, the whole theory that that happened on a Friday and Sunday, which we know now is not the case. So you can look that up later. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do this more as like, you know, a sacrifice of food for the Lord and remembrance of what he's done and symbolic and whatever. And I don't even think I made it that long. I was like about to eat my arm off. And so, you know, I ate. And then there's been other times maybe here and there where I might have fasted with a friend who was like they were fasting. And I was like, well, yeah, sure, I'll do that with you. And, you know, I'll just give up uh, technology or I will just give up sweets or, you know, just a little portion of a sacrifice, you know, and it wasn't, it was more like, cause you're doing it and you know, I want to support you and, and maybe not like for, um, like a really wholehearted sacrifice and whatever. Um, and so anyways, I've just really not been in the bandwagon with fasting. It's not like I had anything against it. I guess I just didn't really see the whole point of it because I said, you know what? I can, I read my Bible, um, you know, I get God's word, I pray, I am um, wanting to live a life of gratitude for the Lord, and I love him, and I feel like things are cool with us, and I feel like I talk to him, like why, like I can talk to him and eat at the same time, I'm like way thankful for my food when I eat, so cool, you know, it's all good, and so anyways, when our pastor was talking about all this kind of stuff, and my husband was talking about fasting, and I was like, well, I mean, I want to do it. Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, want to, um, trust our leadership. And if they're saying, Hey, fasting is important and this is what we do, then I want to be on board with that. And I know the Bible talks about fasting, right? I mean, we read about, uh, Jesus in the desert and I'll go ahead and read that. So that's Matthew chapter four. And then just a couple of the verses is uh, two through four. It says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward unhungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So I was, you know, very familiar with that story. Um, but also I was just like, I don't really know what, you know, if it's not a command to do, I guess, I'm not really sure exactly what the benefit is necessarily. Like, what does it mean? Why can't I just have this same interaction with the Lord by just praying and eating? You know, I don't really know. And anyway, so, um, but before I fasted, I really wanted to just understand. Um, and, you know, I've read the Bible through many times and I'm like, I just don't really know what I'm not getting. I don't know. I don't have any idea. And maybe you feel that way. Or maybe you're more spiritual than me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, kind of just searching this stuff out um, and just really trying to see like, Lord, I want to be close to you. I want to be even closer to you. I want to see your face. I want to seek you. Um, but please, please show me um, with this whole fasting thing, uh, what you want me to know. And two of the verses that I think kind of helped me um, start maybe, I don't know, getting the right frame of mind or an understanding that I needed for myself, 
um, and I, I don't want to say like needed for myself, like you should, um, do what God wants you to do, whether you quite understand or not. But, um, I don't think it's wrong at all to seek the scriptures and seek God's face to really understand better, um, of what he wants you to do so that you can be wholeheartedly, um, there because you're reading his words and you're trying to be of one mind like he is, if that makes sense. Uh, so anyways, Mark chapter nine, verses 23 through 29, it says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. And straight away, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. So he's talking about a demon, right? And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him and was as one dead and so much that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. And I remember like, Okay, I've heard that before, but like, did I not really pay attention to that last part? This kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Wow, what does that mean? What is this magical? Like when you pray and fast, like you can do magical things, um, you know, more supernatural things through the Lord. I don't understand, you know, um, you guys, sometimes I can be really dense. And anyway, so that was one of um, the passages that really stuck with me. And then, uh, Psalm thirty-five, thirteen, And I think this is what God really used to speak to my heart. And again, I'm simple. Y'all probably know all this kind of stuff, but, uh, Psalms thirty-five, thirteen. But as for me, this is David, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned into my own bosom. So David humbled his soul with fasting. I'm like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> and just the word humbled, really, God just spoke to me uh, with that. And, you know, again, with fasting, it's like you hear the logical reasons, you know, the logical reasons of, well, when you fast, you deprive your body of food and, um, you know, your flesh is weak. And so uh, you're dependent more on the Lord. And, you know, you know I hear all that kind of stuff. Um, but I really wanted to see the scriptures that really talked about those kind of things. And so God used that in my life. And, um, you know, anyways, I did, I, I don't know, again, I'm not trying to talk about this as any type of glory for myself, because as you hear, um, not the brightest crown in the box, you probably are more um, spiritual than me, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know, I just feel kind of slow sometimes. And, uh, so I just kind of wanted to talk about my own experience with fasting because after this week, I really feel like God opened my eyes to how important it is. And I really feel like in Christianity today, um, people just don't fast anymore. And maybe it's because, you know, like me, you just don't really see the importance of it or what the difference is besides just like, praying and reading your Bible. What's the difference with also adding fasting? You just, you get hungry and <laughs> you're more thankful, you know, for food. What is this? I don't know. Um, and so I think I fasted for like 43 hours. I didn't even make it for a full two days. Um, and I just had water and I didn't have any food. And I remember during this time of fasting, um, it was, 
it was very humbling, right? Uh, not only because you're starving, you're so like, not really starving, because you can go a long time without food, not water, but without food. Um, but I know that I was so hungry, all I could think about was food. I said, like, food, what kind of food I wanted, all this kind of stuff. Also, if you do fast, I would recommend not to let yourself just think about food and what kind of food and what's the next meal you're going to eat and how you're going to have extra hot wing sauce on the side. And like, just don't do that because I think it's the same thing of craving something that um, you're trying to abstain from, whether it's a sin or not, you know, but if you're feeling called by God to abstain from something, uh, definitely do not dwell on thoughts that are all about that thing. Okay. Um, and so I would just, uh, constantly pray, Lord, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I am so hungry right now. Please help me with my hunger. And, um, and then I would remember, oh yeah, I'm fasting for a reason. And then I, I would go into prayer and I wrote down my prayers, the things I really wanted to bring to the Lord on a little sticky note, um, that I kept in my purse or my pocket so that I could, you know, focus and, and, uh, look back on that when I was completely distracted by how hungry I was. But, uh, you know, I think when you are really, truly hungry, not like, hey, I just missed, you know, a couple meals, but like, you know, I would say at least a full day of not eating anything and just having water. Um, you're really removing all the distractions um, and, and agendas. Like when you have a full belly, uh, you're really kind of king of, on, on the throne of your life. <laughs> you know, I'm full, I'm fine. My brain's thinking about all the things I want, my plans, what I'm doing, all the agenda stuff, uh, my will, all the stuff. Even if you're not trying to think like that, it's just the way your flesh is, you know, you need nothing. You're okay. Um, but when you really truly are hungry, it removes all distractions, all agendas from your life. All you're thinking about is, uh, how weak you are and how fragile you are and you kind of are dethroned and you're returning to the simple form of who you really are and like just you're you're just uh you're dust um you're really nothing i mean you take food away from somebody and is nothing else else is important anymore <laughs> There's nothing important. And, uh, and instead of being like, I'm a full functioning human being who has plans and ideas and look at all these things. It's like, I just need food. <laughs> you know, you become this savage creature and, and really it does humble you when you, when you realize that, uh, you know, just how fragile you are and how simple you are and how fully relied you are on God to provide your needs and to keep you alive. Like he is our breath, right? You know, he's the one that keeps our heart beating. But a lot of times we forget about that when all of our needs are met, right? Um, and, you know, I think obviously, you know, when you get to that point where you're so hungry and you're realizing just how simple you are and how unimportant everything else in life is compared to your basic need. And as Americans, we rarely get that viewpoint, right? Um, and and some, uh, sometimes it really is a disservice to us because it allows us to be very prideful. And even if I think I'm not prideful, I love God, I love people, I am doing the things of the Lord, I am reading the Bible, I love him so much, um, you know, I am sacrificing in these ways, I am still prideful when I don't even realize it, you know, uh, because I'm full, 
<laughs> I'm having all my needs met. And, uh, and, and until you really get to your, to a point where you are able to be humbled to realize, you know, that you're a fragile human being, um, who is only alive because of the Lord, uh, then it, it does really open your mind to how desperate we are for the Lord, how much we do rely on the Lord, and how silly all of our agenda stuff is. And um, I don't know if any of this is really making sense, um, but I hope that you will, you know, give a day or two or more to fasting. I want to do this again because I really want to pray for my youngest daughter's salvation um, and and some other things where uh, where I can really seek the Lord and stop being so distracted uh, by my full belly and my agenda and all the other things um, in my pride. Because again, you don't realize you're so prideful until you take you know your most basic need away, food, and you really. Um, really see your position in in this grand scheme of things which is you know we're at the bottom of the totem pole you guys um god is so kind to treat us more than that but we really just are very uh, fragile creatures and so you know a lot of times we get we go through these hard circumstances that get our attention right where it gets you in a desperate position to rely on god like something devastating can happen in your life um and so a lot of times, I'm not going to say a lot, I say a lot of times a lot. Um, I think that it is um, beneficial to put yourself in a humble position uh, before God needs to put you in that humble position to really get your attention, to really get you to seek him. And that's something that you can do um, in your own time. And I would, um, you know, obviously pray, uh, seek God about it. You know, you don't want to... Um, do this more as like a superstition thing or to be like, I'm calling on the power of the Lord by uh, tying my shoes three times and walking in a circle or, you know, it's not anything like that, but that you're, uh, you're fasting, not for your own glory, but to humble yourself and to seek the Lord. Um, And so really having that heart attitude with it. And, you know, obviously if you got medical issues or, you know, you're taking medication that has to be uh, taken with food or just whatever, you know, um, definitely consult your doctor, all these kind of things. Um, but really seek God. And, you know, what's funny too is like when you can fast because you can say like, oh, I'm trying to lose some weight or, hey, I forgot to eat, eat breakfast and lunch today. But when your flesh knows you're fasting because you're giving up food to seek the Lord and to humble yourself, all of a sudden your flesh is real hungry. <laughs> like all the time is like you, you forgot to eat breakfast and after breakfast snack and pre-lunch snack and lunch, and you forgot to eat all these things and now you're starving and you're probably going to die. And can you feel your heart beating faster? Like you're probably going to pass out. I don't think it's safe to drive a car. Um, and man, my flesh was so annoying because my flesh amplified itself, you know, and it was like, hello, I'm still here. I'm like, I'm in control. What are you doing? And, I think it's good to also remind yourself scientifically that, you know, you can go a couple weeks without food, you know, make sure you drink water. You can't go too long without water, but you're not going to die if you go a couple days without eating food. You're just going to get um, your flesh's attention about, you know, who's really in the throne and you need to tell your flesh 
that your flesh is not on the throne. And, and a lot of times we're hard-headed, and that's the route we definitely need to go. And that's why I think a lot of times in the Bible, when people were repenting, they fasted because they had to humble themselves. There was no room for pride. They had no um, time for that. They had to get in a position where they humbled themselves from the Lord or to the Lord. They were, you know, grieving. They were turning from their ways. And so part of that was withholding food from themselves so that they would uh, be able to humble themselves. So, you know, and again, when you're, when you're fasting, be aware also, um, that Satan is lurking around because <laughs> he's like, Oh, what you doing? What? Well, let me tell you something. And just as God, you know, Jesus did when he was being tempted in the wilderness, everything that Satan came to him with, uh, Jesus had scripture to retort back. And so definitely anyways, whether you're fasting or not, stay in the word of God, um, but especially have scriptures on hand, um, an index card, uh, you know, marked on your phone or however you keep up with that kind of stuff. Um, the best thing is to memorize, right? Because your phone can break. Um, the Bible can be taken away with from us. All the paper can burn, but if you got it in your mind, um, that's where it's, uh, safe, you know, in your heart. So, um, I wanted to read a couple quotes, of course. Uh, so, D.L. Moody, he said, If you say, I will fast when God lays it on my heart, you never will. You are too cold and indifferent to take the yoke upon you. End quote. So, how many times are we willing to do something that is hard for our flesh unless we're in a desperate situation? And so definitely seek the Lord in all of this um, and don't wait until you feel like, you know, God's given you a sign. Uh, take all the examples that we have in the Old and New Testament of the people fasting because it humbled themselves in the Lord and they were able to rely on him and really truly seek him in, in that um, place of desperateness if that's the right adjective to use okay so there's this guy Wayne Grudem maybe you've heard of him his uh long quote is fasting increases our sense of humility and dependence on the Lord for our hunger and physical weakness continually remind us how we are not really strong in ourselves but need the Lord number two fasting allows us to give more attention to prayer for we are not spending time on eating number three fasting is a continual reminder that just as we sacrifice some personal comfort to the Lord by not eating so we must continually sacrifice all of ourselves to him Number four, fasting is a good exercise in self-discipline for as we refrain from eating food, which we would ordinarily desire. It also strengthens our ability to refrain from sin to which we might otherwise be tempted to yield. Number five, fasting also heightens spiritual and mental alertness and a sense of God's presence as we focus less on the material things of this world, such as food, and as the energies of our body are freed from digesting and processing food. Number six, fasting expresses earnestness and urgency in our prayers. If we continued to fast, ev eventually we would die. Therefore, in a symbolic way, fasting says to God that we were prepared to lay down our lives that the situation be changed rather than it continue end quote um so I, I just like just how he paints the picture of we are fasting uh, so that we are not distracted by all this other stuff in life that's not important that we really are urgently bringing our prayer to prayers to the lord and that we're relying on god um so anyway something interest interesting to uh you know pray about think about if y'all have any questions about any of this kind of stuff or um 
I don't know, any comments, any disagreements, always, you know, you can talk to me about that. Now, onto the podcast Spotify playlist. Uh, I'm going to add one song this week. It's called Never Gonna Stop Singing by Jesus Culture. And some of the lyrics are, Every tribe, every tongue, every heart will sing. Every knee we will bow to the risen king. Lift him up, lift him up. We're never gonna stop the singing. Oh, we're never gonna stop. Um, so I'll link to the podcast, Spotify playlist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs>